You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Cathedral. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Chicago. Our phone number, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Also get us again on youtube.com slash Chicago on this beautiful, crisp, cool fall Monday morning Chicago. Sports update, the Bears beat the Texans 23-20 at the gun. And the White Sox are dead, mathematically eliminated by the Cleveland Guardians. White Sox came and talk about them. The Cubs are actually playing pretty good ball in the month of September. Uh, basketball, hockey have not yet started. That's your sports wrap-up. Weather today is supposed to be about 64 degrees for a high. And uh, Michael and Brian, I think I covered it all regarding the world of uh, sports and weather. Good. We have a great program lined up today. Back by popular demand, Dr. Edward gordon Author, writer, director, historian, you name it. Dr. Edward Gordon has done it. He's been on this show many, many times. Always a great, outstanding guest. Plenty to say. Edward, good morning. How are you? Well, good morning. How are you, Father Craig? Doing very well, thank you. How's Elaine doing? Well, she's listening in to... uh Make sure I don't make any mistakes. Oh, you never make a mistake. And there you are sitting in your um, library area at home? That's right, yes. And I know you have thousands of books. And out of curiosity, Edward, how many books have you written? Well, I've written 22, but I have uh, several that I've written that uh, have not been published nationally. So a few books. And you have but, been a, you uh, have been a you know, uh, the, the key is how many people read them <laughs> and uh, learn from them and profit from them. You and know, the thing that, is you that's, have been that's a, really what it's all about. And now, I just got a curiosity. Your undergrad studies were where? DePaul University. And your master's? DePaul. Doctorate? Loyola. Okay. Well, and post-doctorate. University of Chicago. University of Chicago. So I would say, uh, and also to our listeners, Dr. Gordon sends me every week articles pertinent to different areas, one of them being the area of COVID. Now, a question we've asked you, now Mark Tracy is unable to join here this morning. He'll be back on Thursday or next program. And if COVID were a baseball game, what inning are we in? Well... If we go back to a traditional nine-inning game, we forget the overtime. I think now we may be 
in the bottom of the ninth inning. Bottom of the ninth. Yes. Now, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, uh, right now, the infection rate for Chicago is one of the lowest in the country. It's about 14 people per 100,000 are uh, getting COVID. And that's very good. For Cook County, it's 21. For the state, it's 20. For the U.S., it's 16. So we're lower than the U.S. average and all the others. So that's per so 100,000? Per 100,000, that's right. So uh, right now, uh, the infection rate in the city is very, very low. Now, are they expecting and, a breakout this fall, like in October, November? They're supposed to be like we had a year ago of a new uh, variant. And the, the key is that more people now remember only about 68% of the population is vaccinated. Uh, in so some that would areas, be two thirds. Um, I'm sorry. That's two thirds. That's right. But only 29% are fully vaccinated, meaning with the boosters. Okay. About one third. And, uh, but now I could name three, four, five people in the last month or two that have had COVID. They have not died, not in the hospital, not critical, mild symptoms. So you see like maybe around 20 per 100,000. That's actually an incredibly low, low number. Well, since COVID started, we estimate that in Illinois, about one out of every three people have gotten COVID. Now, you just talked about mild symptoms. How many times, Greg, in the past year, two years, have you felt that you might have COVID, but you didn't test positive? Or didn't bother taking the test. Right. I mean, I have felt that. My wife has felt that. Uh, A few weeks ago, I felt very uh, dragged out. And my doctor said, we'll go over to Northwestern and get the test. I did. I did not have COVID. Mm -hmm. But I I do think that, again, we suspect that one out of every three people have, to some degree, gotten COVID. Now, er for every 320 people in the state of Illinois, one has died since it started. Okay. Okay. Now, right now, across the country, we still have 400 people a day dying from COVID. The number is actually that high in the country. That Well, that's much lower than it was a year ago, though. Much, much lower. But 85% of those people are over 65 and have serious health problems. They're seriously overweight or have high blood pressure or Parkinson's, or, or dying of cancer, all right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you still have around 1.5 million people who have long COVID. Now, say more about long COVID. Well, long COVID uh, is a situation where you still have many of many different side effects in different parts of your body from the disease including a memory loss uh, and and other type of uh, physical or or neurological problems. 
Now here in Chicago at Northwestern University Hospitals, a great deal of research has been underway about long COVID. And they now strongly suspect that a great deal of long COVID is neurologically driven, that the disease has affected the, uh, the brain. And that is what is driving long COVID. They, they're, they're on track to prove it. They, haven't, they have not conclusively proved it, but they are strongly suspicious that this is what's happened. Now, along those lines, Edward, I read articles you know, from you or from other sources that yes. this speak sometimes against the vaccination, that vaccines have caused long-term effects, they're negative, et cetera, et cetera. What's your take on, I mean, I'm, I've had been, I had four shots, I've had two shots, two boosters, want to get the fifth one, and, but then there's a whole group of people saying, don't get the vaccination, it has negative effects. What's your take on that, Edward? Okay. When I was a child, polio was rampant. Mm-hmm. And I got two vaccines. One was a sugar cube and one was a shot. Not at the same time, but years apart. For every vaccine that comes out, whether it's a flu vaccine, the polio vaccine, or others, or other types of booster shots that children are given and babies are given, there rarely occur bad side effects. Now, this is true for many medications, not just vaccines. And the reason for it is that we're dealing across the world with billions of people who have unique chemistry in their systems and unique neurological and other physical differences. So do people get sick from getting vaccinated? Yeah, maybe one in 5 million, 10 million, 20 million. But overall, right now, we have over a million people in this country who have died from COVID. Let's say we hadn't had any boosters, any vaccines. How many people would have died from COVID? Well, let's go back to the Spanish flu epidemic that occurred uh, in 1918, 19, 2021. How many people proportionally would that died from that would have died now. Well, let's say two or three million or more would have died without the vaccine. So how safe is the vaccine? Well now I've had five I've had the two boost I've had the two real shots, the two boosters. I just got the fifth shot. Any side effects? I've had very I, I just got it, yeah. But any side the, effects? The Did you have any side effects? Right. No, no, not okay. Not that I could tell. All right. So now some nurses will tell you, well, I've seen people that have had side effects and I don't want to take the shot until it's better tested. Well, if you're a nurse and you have administered thousands and thousands of vaccines to children and adults over the period of your 20 or 30 year career, Is there a chance you've seen someone with a very negative side effect? Yes, there is. But when you go to a restaurant and they ask you, do you have any allergic symptoms? Well, I do. If I eat 
certain types of shellfish, I get sick. Now, so I avoid eating that, those shellfish. Why does that now? I, and I can eat other types of, I can eat lobster and I have no problem. But I, if it, I, I eat shrimp, I get sick and throw it off, all right? What, what occurs? What's the weird thing here? I don't know. But there are allergies that people have that are allergic to different things, all right? That's a so, good point. But when you measure the risk of getting the booster shot versus getting sick from it, the chances of you dying from COVID are much higher, much, much, much higher than you potentially getting sick from that shot, mm -hmm. particularly after it has been tested as thoroughly as uh, we have seen and all the studies that have gone on. We've had uh, more testing and more studies of this vaccine and now we have better ways of testing that vaccine than ever. I have to I have to admit where that is. Uh, before I had the two shots and the two booster shots, I had a real lack of confidence in being in a gathering, and that's for many, for three months. The cathedral was closed down; nothing was happening. Even meetings and gatherings in the cathedral, very minimal. Right. Even staff meetings were a Zoom, and I can see the difference downtown, fewer people. But now having had four shots, I feel more confident. Not totally. I still get uncomfortable at a wedding reception, at a gathering. Uh, yesterday we had a two huge masses in the cathedral. You get a yes. little bit a little bit gun shy when you have a, when you're in a group of a thousand people or seven hundred people. But I just feel it was a, a greater confidence. We're going to go to break here on Catholic Chicago. Our phone number, if you have any questions regarding COVID, I have the expert on with us radio, Dr. Edward Gordon. Our number, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. You can also watch us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. And this is WNDC, 7.50 a.m., Father Greg Sackowitz. Director of the Cathedral. The time is exactly 8.14 on this beautiful, crisp Monday morning. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. to the Mercy Mile on the West Loop to cheer on runners in the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon, Sunday, October 9th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mercy Home for Boys and Girls Annual Cheer Zone and Celebration features games, food trucks, a DJ, a climbing wall, and lots of activities for kids. Conveniently located just west of downtown Chicago, it's the best place to have fun with the whole family while watching 40,000 runners pass by Mercy Home at 1140 West Jackson. And it's free! 
Join the fun and cheer with Mercy Home on October 9th. Go to mercyhome.org. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives you are molding lives shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities St. Martin de Porres Society offers meaningful conversation with compelling speakers to discuss the needs of our region, nation, and world, and the power of faith in meeting those needs. On Wednesday, September 28th at 6.30 p.m., Sally Blount and Father James Martin will participate in a special online event putting faith into action, becoming builders of a better world. To register for this free event, visit athenaeumcenter.org slash events. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-E-U-M center.org. You can also email us at partners at catholiccharities.net for more information. Join us as we learn more about the charitable works of the church and inspire each other to live our faith in new ways. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Dr. Edward Gordon, author, writer, speech, creator, historian, in his own way a theologian. And uh, Edward, this has been a great conversation regarding COVID-19. Um, it's been going on since March of 2020, yes. shut down around March 15th in 2020. That's two and a half years ago. Are we going to reach a point we don't talk about COVID anymore, or is COVID with us like the flu? I would say COVID is with us like the flu season. Yes, uh, I just got my flu shot shortly before I got the fifth COVID shot. So is this? A good thing or a bad thing? Well, when you consider again the amount of life that has been preserved because people have gotten a COVID shot, I say it's a good thing. And now we recognize that public health across the United States has been seriously underfunded that cause unnecessary deaths because we were not as well prepared as we should have been for COVID. Now say more about that. Well, when you look at other countries, what we see, the major industrial countries have had fewer deaths proportionally to its population. And part of the problem has been the uneven response across the United States 
to this medical disaster as it unfolded. Some places were better equipped to handle it than others. Now, remember this. Let's take a look at how long it took to get a COVID vaccine out. In reality, it took a very short time for us to develop a COVID vaccine, mainly because we now have more advanced computerization and clinical testing abilities as a country. And we fast-tracked and, and uh, funded a great deal of research for the COVID vaccine once we had better understood some of uh, what was in the vax, uh, in the uh, COVID virus, and uh, we were able to prepare for it. And now I'm happy to say that if this happens again, and it might, we will be better prepared to fight it. But again, I want to emphasize to everyone listening that this is this has been probably the most important historical event since the Second World War, because it involved the whole world. This is not something that rose from some political conspiracy or some economic conspiracy uh, to make money. This is a real thing. Talk to the people in your family or friends or relatives that have died from COVID. Talk to medical professionals across the US and they'll tell you how important it is and that the denial syndrome, which actually historically has occurred over and over again, whether it was uh, regarding the Spanish flu, the vaccines for polio, the booster shots for babies and other small children, Historically, there have been many people who have denied the need or the effectiveness of these vaccines. And yet the track record is such to show that 99%, more than 99% of the people who are vaccinated, child, children, young adults, older people, all, these vaccines save life. Now, I know, and, I know, Edward, you don't have a crystal ball. But do you see, foresee in 2023, 2024, a COVID outbreak that would close things down or people getting very, very sick? I mean, really sick and dying again. Could there be a variant that could be so catastrophic? Or do we have it pretty much, I don't want to say under control, but because the number of people vaccinated, the number of people who have died, are we, are we reaching herd mm -hmm. mentality? Well, regarding COVID-19 and its variants, we are better equipped now that as new variants emerge, and they will, just like the different types of flu that affect us, we're much better equipped now to come out with new vaccines that will prevent the worldwide catastrophe that we're now emerging from. What parts you know, of the I world? Just, Go ahead. Yes, I was just yesterday at a, a an event. Uh, I have uh, I'm a I'm a historian and economist, and uh, one of the uh, things that I have done uh, is I collect 
since I was a child, uh, little um, model-led figures. I was at a major show yesterday for the first time in two years uh, with other uh, people, mainly men in my age group, who also collect these lead figure figures. Uh, and there was a huge crowd of us. And we were all commenting how happy we were finally to be able to emerge from hiding because we were vaccinated. I didn't find too many deniers in that crowd. I found people who, like me, had had their fifth shot. So uh, I do not think that this particular COVID-19 and the variants uh, will again shut us down. However, that said, could there be other types of major pandemics that will emerge in the future? And the answer is unfortunately, yes. But again, I emphasize to all of you who are listening and watching us this morning, we're better equipped now to deal with this than we were before. And public health services in the states and communities are now beginning to be better funded and better organized, in most cases at least, to deal with this at the local level. Out of curiosity, where was your event held yesterday? This was at the Hyatt Regency, uh, way out in Schaumburg. Okay. Okay. All right. So, but, but um, it, must, it must have felt great to be with a gathering of those people. Having had probably your last show had been probably back in 2019, it probably just felt good to have some sense of normalcy, to be with other collectors in a, in a passion you have and love. And it just, it, it probably was a tremendous feeling, Edward. It was. And uh, most of the work I do, I think you know, Father, is in the area of employment and jobs. And for many years, I have keynoted conferences across the United States, national, regional, state, uh, on workforce issues. And for the last two years, uh, like you, I have been uh, reduced to the screen trying to talk to people about this. And it's not as effective. Uh, just now, we're beginning to emerge, uh, and you see here in Chicago, uh, conferences are starting again at McCormick Place in hotels. And uh, now, finally, I will once again be able to travel and talk to audiences of several hundred or thousand people about jobs and the workforce and try to get people retrained and employed to uh, help to mute this economic employment catastrophe that is now enveloping the United States and blunt this recession that we hope will be minimal at best. Now, this will be the topic of our second half of the program. Before we close the first right. half, one last question regarding COVID. What parts of the world right now, Edward, are in bad shape regarding COVID? Are, are there parts of China right now that are closed down? The difficulty is many countries may still be closed down, but we simply don't have the data. We don't know what's going on in China, all right? And uh, so it's hard for us to know, though we do know that much of this has been underreported. 
so that within the next few years, the numbers of deaths and people that have been sick during this emergency will probably be larger than it is now. And what about parts of like Africa or South America or Asia? Exactly. Asia, uh, right. Where in, in India or Brazil or even Russia or China, we simply don't have accurate numbers of how many people were sick and died. So what's the best guesstimate of how many people have died from COVID worldwide to this point? Well, around two and a half million. And the United States, one million? Yes. Amazing. We're going to go Which to a shows, break here. Uh, go ahead. You, well, it shows that we didn't do the job we should have been doing. Which is very interesting being our country. And we're going to go to break here, Edward. It's been a great first half. Uh, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz with Dr. Edward Gordon. Our second half topic, very, very important, interesting, the economy of our country, of our world. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. Saturday, October 8th, Catholic Charities and the Archdiocese of Chicago will gather with other religious and civic organizations in a rally against domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Join us as we rally, walk, and stand in prayer, saying no to domestic violence. The rally will be held at St. Catherine Drexel Parish, 91st Street and Stony Island Avenue in Chicago from 9 to 11 a.m. Registration begins at 8.30. For more information, call 312-948-6529. That's 312-948-6529. Let's raise awareness and work together to stop domestic violence. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. 
You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz along with Dr. Edward Gordon. We're going to switch gears and move from COVID to a very important topic. We're going to pivot and talk about the uh, labor shortage, the economic outlook. So in a nutshell, Edward, where do we stand the economy as we speak this morning? Well, the economy is suffering from a number of different issues, some of which I think have been correctly diagnosed and some of which still are uh, being avoided. A significant discussion is being avoided. What's being, what's being avoided? So, well, the, one of the core issues is the lack of skilled, educated workers across many, in fact, all the sectors of the economy, and to what extent that is helping to drive uh, inflation and the economic downturn that we're suffering from. But let's let's. I'm a historical economist, and I take a broader and much longer view of the forces that have driven this issue, all right? So first of all, obviously COVID and the shutdown had a major impact on the economy. And the government, in order to avoid a depression, as well as to help people pay their bills, poured trillions of dollars into the economy. Uh, to help people pay their rent, uh, to subsidize uh, salaries of people whose businesses uh, were closed down. And that did help. However, now those subsidies are over and the economy has been stimulated. And as a result of it, there has been more money chasing fewer goods and services and that causes inflation. But on the other end, what businesses, they laid off huge numbers of Americans during COVID because they were all, many of them were shut down or significantly curtailed. Now that they've reopened and they're looking for the people to come back to work. Well, what's the problem? Why do you see a uh, inflation rate now of eight, nine percent that we didn't have before. And the difficulty is, first, is involved in the demographics. We have right now, during this decade, an average of seven million Americans retiring from work who are baby boomers. 79 million will have retired by 2030. You only have 400,000 younger people entering the job market to replace them. Now do the numbers for a minute. That's a staggering difference. People 
leaving and people entering. Wait, so let me get straight. Seven million retiring, 400,000 entering? Right. Well, now you're going to say, well, Ed, automation, computers, AI, they've replaced many of the jobs that the boomers were doing. So there's really no problem, right? Well, wrong. Now, yes, between 2000 and 2030, many basic jobs have been automated. And now even more clerical jobs are being automated. However, what we find is we're creating newer jobs that require higher levels of reading comprehension, math skills, writing skills, and interpersonal communication skills. Only about a third of the workforce of the boomers who are retiring had the education and skill levels to do those jobs. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, a carpenter is a skilled person. They require advanced training in order to do their job and they need to keep at it. My father was a carpenter. He didn't retire until he was 80 years old. I don't know if I'll make his <laughs> level. I'm not a carpenter, but hopefully I'll keep going. Your anyway, mind is strong. You'll keep going. Well, right. But the new products and services that he had to keep up with doing customized remodeling work, particularly as he got older, was tremendous. He always was marveling at the differences. What about nurses? Well, the same. What about marketing people? What about people who are in, in uh, communications and journalism? What about people who are building airplanes, uh, coming to repair the plumbing in your house? All of those are skilled people. Many have a four-year degree or more, a two-year degree, they've gone through apprenticeship, or they have a certificate like a lab technician or a, a radiology technician, but they have specialized training. Well, only a third of the boomers had that. Now, the young people coming in today, only about a third of them have those levels of education and skills. Yet, this is a whole new world. Is the technology of today different than it was in 1970 when I graduated from high school and college? Yes, tremendously. But we still are only producing a workforce like it's 1970. So what's that going to do to the economy? We have millions of vacant jobs. And these are good paying jobs. Now, Edward, They're not low skill jobs. I need to ask you this question. I've talked to many restaurant owners downtown in the suburbs. Yes. And they're all saying the same thing to me. Greg, if you have someone that's willing to work, send them my way as a waiter, a waitress, a manager, a busboy. <clears throat> and I know many restaurants that are unable to be open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They just right. don't have the workforce. So I guess, not, so what, what am I missing here? Are you saying to me that? Well, what you're missing here, again, is the numbers. Seven million retire, 400,000 enter. Now, how many of those 400,000 want to be busboys and waiters? Well, no, that is very true. Now, what does that and many who Go ahead. And many who were don't want to do that anymore. Now, what about this? 
um, see if I'm on the right track here. Are there people who get a job, work one week, quit just to stay home and get unemployment checks? There are some of those. But, Greg, there are millions of people who are skilled and have degrees and they apply for jobs, but they don't have all of the very specific skills that the jobs require. Mm -hmm. And the companies won't train them into those skills. Only 20 to 25% of American companies are training people to do jobs. And the same number are retraining their current workforce. They're used to poaching. They're used to being able to go out in the job market and find people uh, who had the skills, importing workers from overseas or moving their manufacturing to Germany or Japan or other countries where they could find skilled workers. Well, now all that's changed. In other countries, their populations are declining. Germany is shrinking by 100,000 a year. Russia by 400,000. Italy by 50,000. Japan by 50,000. So their populations are actually shrinking. Ours hasn't yet started shrinking, but it may. So the demographics are part of it, but the willingness to train and the willingness to parents, for parents to push their children in school to be better learners and teachers to help teach more children to a higher education level so that when they graduate from high school, they have the level of literacy, numeracy, writing skills. We're not doing the job as a society. I don't wanna hang this all on the business community, but we all are acting like it's 1970. What about, what question that is, Ed, that regarding the economy, regarding the workforce, where's this whole thing going? Where it's going is we have a slowdown in productivity. We have very poor customer service. We have more people who are unemployed or underemployed, who are angry because they can't get a job to pay their bills or with the medical benefits that they need for themselves or for their children. And they're looking for simplistic political solutions from populist left and right, as you see in foreign countries going on now. The Italians just elected a fascist as prime minister of Italy, looking for solutions to their problems. Italy has a very chronic undereducated workforce and a very weak industrial economy. The United States industrial economy has been seriously weakened because we don't have the people to do the work. We don't have the people in IT, in uh, aeronautics, in healthcare to do the work. Try to make a doctor's appointment. How long do you have to wait for a doctor's appointment? We're short half a million doctors, a million nurses. We're short teachers in our schools, particularly in math and science. So where this is going 
is into a potential significant worldwide recession that in many ways is being driven by the fact that the technology revolution has outpaced our willingness to educate and train our current workers and our young people coming into the workforce. Now, Edward, hold that thought regarding what you just mentioned about technology is outracing the education and um, lack of doctors, lack of nurses, that yes. whole area, and we're headed for recession. We're going to continue with that thought after a break. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. I'm with Dr. Edward Gordon. Fascinating discussion. Stay with us. Again, do not touch that dial. Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse, inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. 
We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Hey, Brian, they're in the uh, engineer room. Great voiceover on that Catholic Charities commercial. And also, Michael May has been some voiceover at times. You guys do a great job, both Michael and Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock. We're talking with Dr. Edward Gordon. The first half was on COVID. The second half is on the economy and job-related industry. Before we continue the discussion, Edward, define what is a recession? A recession is when the gross domestic product of the United States stops growing and um, the economy begins to shrink. Now, certain parts of the economy are already in recession, but the overall economy still is growing. So when you have a recession, keep going. uh, You know, uh, we're threatened with this already. The war in Ukraine, the oil crisis, the employment crisis, the COVID crisis have combined to now begin to seriously slow down the economy. And will this trend continue in the next three, six, nine, 12 months? Hopefully not, but since there are so many different independent forces here we're talking about. Now, COVID seems to be in retreat. Will the war in Ukraine continue, or will it? Will the Russians finally come to the negotiating table and stop the war? Or could things I escalate? Answer that. Or could it escalate I, I, and become a war situation? where my biggest fear, biggest fear, a beginning of World War III, which some say have started, but that would be beyond horrific. It would. As a historian, though, and and someone who um, has been called upon in many instances to do programs on military history, I don't think Putin is going to risk a uh, using tactical nuclear weapons because it would probably end his presidency of Russia. Uh, already there is serious unrest across Russia and NATO and the United States and the EU have made it very clear that if he employs those weapons, uh, we will not stand by and do nothing. So I think uh, he is playing poker. Uh, Right now, he has uh, only two of a kind, and he has all the chips on the table. (laughs) And he's uh, 
and, and he's trying to bluff his way out, all right? Uh, bluff the Ukrainians into surrendering, bluffing the West to stop providing help to the Ukrainians. And that is simply not going to work. Now, how would he become, how would he get ousted as president of Russia? Obviously, the military and security forces of Russia would stop obeying his commands. Okay. The oligarchs who are funding his government and supporting him would abandon him and put up another puppet dictator like him. Don't expect that Russia is going to somehow burst out as, uh, into a democracy. There are people there that would like a democracy, but remember the history of Russia. The history of Russia is one of autocracy, a czar or a communist commissar. They have very little experience with democracy. Interesting. It, uh, now, getting back to the economy, as you connect yes. all these factors, COVID, uh, Russia, the economy, and as we, and you're saying we hopefully will not continue in a recession, how, how do you pull out of something like this? Now, granted, COVID, well, is, in, COVID is in retreat, I understand. Right, the other factors, right. how do you pull out of a recession with the present situation in our world today? All right. The cost of fuel has, and gasoline has caused great anxiety among all of us as we try to keep our cars running. That The price of gasoline now, the price of crude oil has fallen dramatically. The cost of food and other issues that are have an impact upon transportation costs and also labor costs have risen dramatically. The Fed, the Federal Reserve Bank has been raising interest rates, which were at zero, which was unprecedented. Now it, we're looking at 4% interest rates or higher in order to tame this inflationary cycle. To the degree that inflation is being caused by wage inflation, companies now are bidding up wages in order to attract the talent that I talked about previously. When you have a shortage of a supply of something and people want it, prices go up. We have a shortage of educated workers in the United States across all business sectors. Now, this is an issue that has been building for a long time. This has not happened overnight. Uh, Father Greg is, uh, realizes, and maybe a few of you, uh, that I, that, uh, I've done a lot of research. My firm, Imperial Consulting, has done a lot of writing and published research on this issue over the past several decades. Mm -hmm. The fourth industrial revolution, the drone aircraft, the computers that you rely on, your, your little, this little device 
has more in it than the Apollo spacecraft that landed on the moon in 1969. Right, exactly. Yeah. All of this is wonderful technology, but it's supported by what? It's supported by the brains of the people behind the technology that design it, manufacture it, repair it, maintain it, and manage it. Go to the hospital. Look at the technology there now. Look at how many lives they can save that 20, 30 years ago, the people would have been dead. No question. And it's all supported by knowledgeable people. So what I'm basically saying is the education to employment system that supports all of that is still largely seen by most Americans as a 20th century system where we only need a relatively small number of people to be well-educated. And I'm not talking about a college degree, but I'm talking also about all the technical people. Those days are over worldwide. So by 2030, right now we have maybe 12 and a half million vacant jobs. We could be up to 30 million vacant jobs unless we get busy and better educate our children and train and retrain our workers. This is a national necessity. This is not a political event, a religious event, an economic event almost, but it has an impact on the economy now. So we are, we, very, have, we are yeah. very technology driven. And for example, you know, Michael knows and Brian knows and you know and the cathedral knows. I'm not a computer genius. My technology skills are very limited. I'm glad I can return a text message and get into basic right. email. And so in the workforce, there is a competency needed in technology that many people just do not have, especially especially those who are older. I was not raised with a computer as a child. I was, you know, a pen, notebook, classroom, the blackboard. That, that It's your background and my background, Edward. That's right. I was on a TV show a few years ago where they had the split screen between me and a talk show in New York. And the two cameramen, at this station who were running this, they were telling me they were the only two technicians in Chicago who knew how to operate that camera or repair it if it broke down. Wow. And this is just a couple of years right. ago. We need to bring the program to a close. We want to thank in a very special way Dr. Edward Gordon, researcher, historian, author. Edward, you'll be back on again. You always have so much to share. Give our love to Elaine. You've been listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ. I want to thank, thank also in a very special way our producers and engineers, Michael May and Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To our listeners, may God bless all of you. And maybe the Bears can surprise all of us and beat New York this weekend. Have a great day. <laughs>